Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. When the show's over, I always check the news to see if we missed anything or what's happened since then. And I'm reading this story here. It's on the cover of the New York Post, and it's it's their wedding picture. But they had a wedding with over 100 guests, which is against the law. Mm. The couple whose October nuptials on Long Island, New York, turned into a COVID-19 super spreader event, sickening at least 34 and resulting in the venue getting its liquor license yanked, has been identified as their names and their picture oh. on the cover of the New York Post. Oh. That's embarrassing. They had more than double the legal limit for events during the pandemic in this part of the country. I was thinking, because Kayla and I are getting married next early summer. Hope to God. Yeah. We're able to have an event. Yeah. I think so. I think we've planned it out well enough to, because if they're saying we should all be able to get the vaccine by March, as long as it's able to be had, you can start to open things up a little bit. Correct. And if there's rapid testing as well, that's a little more prevalent. That's kind of what we're betting on. And if not, we'll do like Ray and Bay and call an audible and, you know, just cut the guest list. Oh yeah. Way down. Cause it's like, you, if you're not inviting everybody you want there, you can have 20 people, like the closest, closest circle. But I feel okay about it. So this story right here mm-hmm. that you're that you're reading. So is that grounds to put them on a cover of a newspaper? You got to understand about the news, right? Any news. They're trying to, for a new, the New York Post, get clicks or have people pick up the paper so they can sell advertising at a higher rate. I don't care what channel you watch, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, they're walking down their exact lane because people are coming to watch that lane because with more people that come to watch that lane, they can sell higher commercial rates to advertisers. Yes. That's it. They don't admit it. But us on this show, we do admit it. We get to be on the air because we have fantastic ratings and advertisers pay top dollar to be here. (laughs) Yes. And we love our advertisers. And I get it, but I mean, what's, what is their faces going to do for that story? And it for makes us, it a nothing. little more dynamic to go, oh, I'm interested. I don't know that I would have even read that story here had I not seen their faces and went, woo, they put their wedding picture. And they look nice. They look like a nice couple. They do. Probably great people. <laughs> yeah, but man. But that's that, that's the news. Ugh, you know? Put on blast, man. I don't believe in the fake news, but I do believe that people should understand the news isn't a public service. Yes. It's a money-making venture. It's so important. So the quote-unquote fake news my fingers, finger quotes, are fake news isn't fake news. It's news that's dedicated to fulfill the people that are watching that news channel. And again, you have three different kind of folks watching the news. If you watch MSNBC, I mean, it is liberal bonanza. If you're watching Fox News, it is conservative bonanza. CNN <laughs> a little more down the middle, but still slightly leaning to the left. Yeah. Although they do have some really good conservative guys on CNN, too, that I like coming on there. I like when people can actually have a good old debate on there. I don't like when they start yelling. Sometimes I do, though. It depends who it is. <laughs> I don't know. The when that Cuomo starts yelling at people, because I'll be watching that sometimes at night, <laughs> he starts yelling at folks. I'm like, I like when Cuomo yells at people. Like, when my dad comes to visit, it's straight news all the time in my house. And I'm like, Dad, what are you like? You're yelling at each other. Why do we need to hear this? Over? And he's like, no, no, don't change it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't stand it. I can it. only take a little bit. But then I'm like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, that's what news is. So it's not fake news. It's news and all of them do it. They're just trying to make their subscriber or their follower base uh, feel good and and continue coming back to them. Yeah. So so they can sell. It's all advertising dollars. That is truth. It's all advertising dollars. That's it. We do it too. We just don't lie to you about it. And and we're we're here. We're lucky enough to be here because you guys will listen or or stream or, or, and the advertisers want to advertise. Yeah. 
And then we also don't take advertisers. We don't think fits with the show. So sometimes when like a porn shop comes up on a weird app, we're like, what? Mm-hmm. Something's been messed up. There's a sex toy commercial. Yeah. We did not approve that. That means some, <laughs> some digitally or like vaping digitally, yeah. somebody's put in a wrong code number at the digital hub and accidentally that's in ours. Cause like a rock station, maybe they have vaping commercials. Not uh, not me. Maybe some country shows do, but that's just kind of not what I stand for at all. And I have to turn. I turn down money all the time because I'm like I just. I feel like if I went down and advertised for something that wasn't legitimate that I do or someone I know does, and I can speak for it, that it's going to hurt our credibility with our listeners. And then they're like, "Want to listen to the show?" Much less what we're advertising. Yeah, I didn't really sound real anyway. Yeah, I was gonna. I, what? I, when I get tired, <laughs> what? What I start to <laughs> nothing. I was going to make a joke about a sex toy shop and actually use a word word that rhymes with Wildos. I'm going to be like, hey, thanks for listening. But you stopped <laughs> but yourself? But I stopped myself because okay. that's probably what's up. Um, where do I go with this? I do talk about the CMAs coming up in a second. Uh, Carly Pierce on her divorce from Michael Ray, quote, I truly thought I was going to die. Ooh. You know, they had a pretty – well – What does she mean by that? Well, here's the thing. I'd say pretty brutal divorce. But I don't think it's public exactly what what really no. happened there. She's insinuated a lot that he cheated on her. But they got married quick and then they were divorced quick. So I get it. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing to publicly have anything unflattering happen because people jump and they don't know your business and they're all up in your business telling you how to live your life. And you're just like, man, screw off. Yeah. But hints are even worse sometimes because then we take that in whatever direction we want. Right, we make up our own story. Yeah, we love doing that. <laughs> Carly Pierce says her marriage was in trouble before the coronavirus even started. She opens up, quote, I truly thought I was going to die. There were moments I seriously did not know if I could breathe. It was awful. It was clear this was not the marriage that I wanted. She should come and do a Bobby cast full interview. Morgan Wallen did. It was great. You talk about it one time, you're done. Because nobody really is going to give you a good interview and also care about you. Yeah. Like, if you come into my house, into my studio, and we do a long-form Bobbycast interview, I want to get it from you, but you got to know I'm not in there to, to get it at you. I'm not in there to gotcha you. I'm there to protect you, but I'm also there to protect you so much that you feel comfortable about putting your story out. She should come and do that. That's the invitation? Sure. I'm not going to pursue her, but I'm. here's the thing. My opinion would be if you just can go and talk about all of it, then you don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like when last night I was talking to Morgan Wallen's manager, and he was like, hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, putting Morgan on. And he only wanted to talk to you because he felt safe talking with you because he knew there was some big controversy. I said, I'm very appreciative that, that you would say that because I'm not here to get anybody. I'm not chasing clicks. I get enough clicks. I'm, I'm all good. I'm clicked out, actually. <laughs> um, but you can come, do it, be your most vulnerable, talk about it, and then forever go, I've already talked about it here. I'm moving on with my life. However, with what Carly's doing, and I like Carly, it makes me want more. I'm like, ooh, yeah. you give me another nugget. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're talking about a little bit over here, a little bit over there. Let's go. Let's just dump it all out there and be done with it forever. I'm a, I'm a, a vessel for you to, to, to ride if you'd like to, Carly Pierce. Uh, the new term for you is COVID honesty. It's when you tell the truth about possibly being exposed to coronavirus, even though it may result in a quarantine as a result. Ooh. Probably harder for some people than you would think. Yes. You know, to just admit and be like, ah, tell everyone you're around, then everyone just starts backing up. Because it's not that you you have it, it's that you've been around someone that has it. I have a friend now 
not going to say who it is, who was with someone who had COVID. And I was like, oh, I think I may have told you Yeah, this. you told me. I was like, hey, you coming to hang out? And he's like, can't. He had COVID. I need to lock myself up for a bit. And I was like, hey, I respect that. Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't have it. And he had to pass up on a fun opportunity. He didn't have it, but he knew that he was- With someone that ex- did. Ex- could have been exposed. Yes. So he was safe. Wow. COVID, COVID honestly is tough. It's confirmed the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will be closed to the public and the balloons will only float down one block. Oh. But at least it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Do you watch that? I'm never really up early enough to watch that. Yes, in that it's on and I see it more than I watch it. Okay, it's just on. You hear yeah. it. And yeah. sometimes I'll watch, sometimes I'll have a friend that's playing it and it's all lip sync. It's supposed to be lip sync. Yeah. Though. But what happens every year is, they're like, I can't believe they're lip syncing on a float. Go try to plug in on a float and make it all work. Trust no, me. Th- you want them lip syncing. Yes, on a float. it would sound terrible. <laughs> yeah. You got little speakers up on stands. It would be awful. Yeah, they're falling over and shaking. Okay. That's today's post show. On tomorrow's show, Parker McCollum is in. New artist has that song, You're Pretty Hard. What there you go. it enjoy today's show i talk about the cmas i talk about how i was a bonehead last night there's a lot happening on this show enjoy it hopefully we'll see you guys soon here we go come on bobby Bobby What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. You know, last night, the CMAs, I'll tell you some stories about, well, my very quick appearance there last night. You know, but what was interesting was, you know, Eddie was talking to Brothers Osborne yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday. Yeah, the day they, before. They opened the show, uh, and they were doing the tribute to Charlie Daniels. Yeah. And so you had asked them the first time they met Charlie, and here is John Osborne sharing his story. I'd actually had an encounter with him one time when I worked at the Country Music Hall of Fame. There was a restaurant in there, <laughs> and I was in the bathroom. Uh, I went, went, used the bathroom before I, I clocked in for my shift, and uh, I washed my hands. And so um, I'm, I'm there at the urinal, just you know, doing my doing my business. And I see the door opens, and I see this big dude with a beard walk in. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Charlie Daniels that's walked in the bathroom. And he literally stands right next to me. He's a big guy, too. He stands right next to me and he at the urinal. And I'm like, I am literally taking a leak next to Charlie Daniels. And um, he's like, hey, what's up, buddy? I'm like, uh, not, not much, man. Um, I didn't know. The only thing I could think of it was that during the wintertime. I was like, oh, it's cold outside, isn't it? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's good football weather right here. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm having a conversation while peeing next to Charlie Daniels. So I just washed my hands, and I was like, all right, have a good one. And he goes, you too, buddy. And I was like, that was the coolest thing I have ever done in my life, period. That's a great story. It's pretty cool. Once I was in the bathroom, and I'm standing at the urinal, and the door opens. And a guy walks in on blue jeans and a long sleeve black shirt. Starts peeing next to me. I look over to my left and it's Kicks Brooks from Brooks and Did you ask him about the weather? I didn't, but I I, I froze on what to say at all. Uh-huh. And I said something like, is it a man? This sounded, I think, similar to How's It Going, Man. Okay. Because <laughs> I think, again, what I said was Zibba Zibba, man. <laughs> and he goes, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, good. And I was 99% sure, but what was Kix Brooks doing in this bathroom in Texas peeing next to me? And so I was like, hope you have a good day. And he goes, yeah, you too, man. And I walked out and then I saw him out talking to the radio station. And I was like, that was Kix Brooks. And so that was the only time that I'd ever seen Kix Brooks. And I remember the door walking in. 
smash cut, about seven years later, it's maybe my first time playing the Grand Ole Opry, and the door opens up, and it's Kix Brooks walking in going, hey, man, just want to come and say, hey, congratulations on your first Opry appearance. That's crazy. And I was like, hey, send you feed next to you. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, man. And then I was like, hey, remember, man? I said, you remember that? That was awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, glad you guys are with us this morning. Feeling pretty good. I didn't stay out too late. Most CMA Awards nights are a humongous after party. Oh, yeah. And I never want to go and stay, but I always go and have like a... There's always a donut wall that I'm a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, like, they have like Fruity Pebble donuts. Well, yeah, they have sticks coming off this wall that's six feet tall, and they put donuts on them, and you go and get a donut. Most every year, I'll stop by and, and have a donut. But last night, I finished, went right home, had a little food, went right to bed, feeling fresh as a daisy today. Good, man. You're matured. Thank you. How you feeling? <laughs> I feel fine. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I feel great watching on TV. <laughs> All right. Glad you guys are here. Let's get rolling with today's show. Just very appreciative that you'd wake up with us or listen to us on the podcast. You know, we do not take that for granted. A listener asked me yesterday, if any of us have ever been fired. Eddie, I'll start with you. Nope. I've been laid off. Same. Okay. No, same thing. Is it? Okay, because I feel like it wasn't, I feel like firing is like, you know what, I did something wrong, I deserve not to work okay, here. fair. Uh, but laid off is, it's, I've I assumed the same feeling, <laughs> the hopeless feeling of like, great, what do I do now? Um, but not my fault. Company went under. The whole company went under. Yeah. Is that the TV station? Yeah. Well, I guess, then I guess I've been laid off. I never got laid no, off or fired. you technically never got laid off. They never told me. <laughs> and they just came over to the house one day and was like, hey, the TV station we, we work for went under. I was laid off. I was like, well, what about me? He goes, I don't know. I guess you are too. <laughs> they never reached out. So I'm, so still, I'm still on the payroll. You're good. <laughs> Lunchbox ever been fired? Oh, yeah. Sam's Club. Uh, 64, 16. They went ahead and let me go. I, I, I showed up for work one day. I cleaned up the parking lot for two and a half hours, got all the carts in. Then they called me in the office and said, hey, man, we're going to have to go ahead and let you go. Why? They called it, quote, laid off. Yeah. But... The company was still running. That place was still open for business, and I was the only cart guy out the window. I don't know if they didn't like my attitude. I, I don't know. I was a month shy of my three-year anniversary with Sam's Club, <laughs> and they sent me packing. And laid off means, oh, we'll hire you back when it gets busy. You know, they never hired me back. So well, I got fired. They cut you before you got your pension? I think that's oh, what it is. Oh, the three-year pension. That's so, what it is. So you were the only cart boy out of all of them that got yep. a quote-unquote laid off? Quote-unquote laid off. Yeah, they said, bye-bye. No bye. one can see your finger quotes except us in here. <laughs> You're being I mean, very dramatic with them. I yeah. mean, it was very dramatic. It was a very – it hit me right in the heart. Like, it was a gut punch. Did like, you cry? Man, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been there for three years, and I really thought I was going to be at Sam's Club for the rest of my life. Like, I saw all those people, and I was like, man, that's going to be my career. And I put and, – and the fact, it really made me mad that they let me work for two and a half hours. Why not just tell me right when I clock in? Well, at least you got paid for that two and a half hours. Exactly. Right. But they wanted the parking lot clean because I was the only cart guy working that evening shift. And so they got it all clean, and then they let me go so no one had to go pick up the carts. Did they fire you one-on-one, or did they have a team of people? Uh, just one-on-one, and it wasn't even the GM. He was too chicken. Barbie calls me into the office, who was a lower <laughs> manager, and she was. And I was like, so why is Martin not co- doing the talking? She was like, well, he just felt it would be better if I did it, because Martin didn't like me very much. Is that probably why you were laid off? Yeah, like oh. Martin, one time I was changing my license plate in the parking lot, and he comes over and he goes, aren't you supposed to be working? I was like, yeah, this just takes four screws, you know what I mean, because they were expired. And one time I changed my oil behind the store. While you are on the clock? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, now it makes sense. Yes, that's why they fired you. 
Uh, but they didn't use that. They just said laid off. And, Quote unquote. <laughs> and her, and her three years just right out the window. No loyalty whatsoever. No, less than three years. Raymundo, ever been fired? Yeah, fired. Shout out from Grande Communications. <laughs> An old lady wrote a letter to the company and said that I was mean to her on the phone. And then another letter came in. And I believe once you get uh, three strikes in letters or complaints, then you get fired. I've only heard of one. You just kind of briefly went over another letter and then you didn't give it that third. Multiple people either emailed <laughs> or wrote actual things you take to the post office and send to a company. And they then looked into my calls, audited them, and felt that I was hurrying customers off the phone. But for me, it was all a sales tactic. We were uh, determined like our bonuses off of how fast our calls were. So, of course, I'm going to try and rush somebody a little bit. And they thought that was worth firing me. Would you rush them to make the purchase or to get off the phone? Oh, to get off the phone. Sometimes I just hang up on them. <laughs> but I had the fastest turnaround time. I was about a yeah. minute and 30 on average <laughs> throughout <go>. the day. <laughs> it would hit 90, just hang up regardless of where they were in the conversation. <laughs> How'd you do at that job? I did awesome. I was number one in sales. Uh, Full time, I was killing it. I was making more almost than the CEO of the company. What? Oh okay, oh Raymundo. They, they, and they I, fired the best salesperson who was making more than the CEO. They had to. They audited the stuff and they said it was grounds for termination. But also at the same time, I reformatted the way they do their sales bonuses. They never have done them the same because of me after that. So I changed the entire history of that company. Did you cry when they fired you? No. I had four people in the meeting and they told me you're fired. Uh, I shook all their hands, said... As I was leaving, they go, you can take your stuff in your cubicle. I was like, I don't want it. Keep it all. And then I walked out the door and the supervisor, Bernardino, I think, he goes, hey, man, I think you'll be okay, though. Don't even worry about getting fired. He's like, I think you'll do good things. He was right. So you threw a little fit? A little bit. I just acted like I didn't need the stuff at my desk, but I kind of did want the protein and all my stuff, like pens and stuff. Pens and protein. Of course. Yeah. Listen, I, I hate to say this, but I guess I've been laid off on that TV station, Eddie. Yeah. I didn't think about Technically. that. Technically. Yeah, Technically. So maybe this isn't jinxing me, because last week when I said, man, I'm real, really proud of my teeth. I saved up, got them fixed, never got to go to the dentist. The next day, my tooth broke. That's crazy. <laughs> so let's hope that doesn't so, happen. So let's hope me just realizing I've been laid off doesn't jinx me. Uh, Scoob Steve, ever been fired or laid off? I've been laid off, yeah, from this company when it was Clear Channel. Oh, boy. Back in 2009, but I got them back by quitting a few months later when they brought me back. So, they, so I got laid off, they brought me back, and then I quit and moved to San Francisco. And then... And then I worked in San Francisco about back. five years, and I quit there, moved to L.A., and then I quit there. <laughs> you didn't quit there. Well, I didn't you quit there. You were working there. for Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah, then I transferred. That was my first time transferring, so I guess it kind of it kind of came to fruition of me finally doing the big move with them versus leaving. Mike D., you ever been fired? No. Well, it's not a good feeling, guys. I'm curious how Lunchbox went out. Like, did you throw, like, stuff off the He's aisle? He's going to say through a fit. No, no, no. But he, probably, he probably church-moused it. No, no. <laughs> my, my first instinct was to go back outside and take all the carts and throw them to the bottom of the hill. But then there was a bunch of cars in the parking lot, and you don't want to hit the cars because you don't want to have to pay for the cars, so I just left. But I took my name tag and my vest. So, like I said, he church-moused uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And he, did nothing. He wanted to do some stuff, but he didn't. I didn't. I told Hey, I don't lie to you guys. I wanted to, but I saw those cars, and I was like, man, those poor people, I don't want to damage their cars. They didn't do anything to me. Ah, such a good guy. Yeah. I am. I'm a guy. hero. On the phone right now is Katie in Alabama. Katie, thank you so much for calling. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Oh, 
Um, I was just going to call and ask you, Bobby, um, how you deal with being overwhelmed. I know that you take on a lot of projects, and it seems like you're always busy, um, but you never really talk about if it ever overwhelms you. So I was just wondering how you deal with that if you do um, ever feel overwhelmed. Well, I appreciate you asking about my well-being. Not a lot of folks do. It's a good question, though. Um, I do great with it because there are times where I get really tired. There are times where I go, man, I don't know if I can handle this. However, I feel like my goal is always to be this tired. I've always wanted to do the stuff that I'm going to do now. Like my whole life, I was told I wasn't going to be able to do a big radio show or be on TV because of either my accent or my education or there were just so many reasons that folks said I wasn't going to be able to achieve my dreams. I'm achieving my dreams right now, except for the Billy Bones thing at the CMAs last week. <laughs> we had a pretty solid last few months. That wasn't in your dreams? No, okay. my dreams didn't say they were going to send me promo materials for Billy Bones to be on the CMAs. <laughs> um, but anytime I get tired... Or anytime I get frustrated, I just think to myself, man, I've worked so hard to be this tired. And it's an honor to be this tired. And when I am feeling overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed because of the projects that I'm allowed to take. Because of the relationships I'm allowed to be in. So I'm very grateful for that feeling of sometimes going, man, there's a lot happening. Not just work, but life. We all have life stuff going on. So I look at it as something I'm appreciative for. And like anyone else, there are times where it feels like I'm cracking a little bit, but again, I know I shouldn't be here. I should be a statistic. I'm not, and I also know that I can help influence other kids that are kind of going through the same thing, feeling the same way. So that, I think that's what gets me through. I appreciate you asking that, Katie. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much. Are you good? I am good. Um, I actually called in probably like last February, and you gave me some advice on um, my interviews for a PhD program. And then I made it into the PhD program. Come so. on. Yeah. Come on. That's great. So are you still in? So in the, I am still in, yes. It's a four-year program, so I'm um, in the first semester of it. But I'm in the midst of my all my research. Um, I do Alzheimer's research, and so that gets kind of hectic sometimes. And so I was just wondering what your take on feeling overwhelmed and stress is like. Hey, same thing. How about you? You're getting to study for your PhD. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, right. everybody would be doing it. But you know what? It is hard, and you're made for it being hard. So good luck. That's that's freaking amazing. And anytime it's weighing down on you, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Think two things. One, how lucky am I that I get to attempt or pursue this that so many folks don't don't have the capacity to do? They give up. Number one is how lucky am I? And then number two, yeah, it's supposed to be hard. Because if it was easy, every Joe Schmo would have their PhD. I don't. It's too hard for me, but it ain't for you. I love that, Katie. So I, I appreciate you calling, and good luck to you. And let us know whenever you – who knows? Maybe fire by then. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> hope not. But maybe you can reach out on, like, my MySpace I'll be on, like, talking to old <laughs> people that knew the show back in the day. All right, Katie, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye. That's a pretty fantastic call. That's huh? cool. I like the follow-up. Yeah, how about that? That's a pretty good advice I gave her to. Yeah, man. I don't even remember the advice, but she's there. <laughs> well, you do give a lot of advice. I do. Yeah. yeah. World class advice guy. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Let's open up the mailbag. Here we go. Bobby's mailbag. Oh yeah. Jeff writes, Morning Studio. My name is Jeff. I love seeing all your pictures from your Nat Geo show. When does it start? Anyways, I wrote into the mailbag because I'm having problems with my wife's yelling at my son's soccer games. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> she makes a scene every weekend. She doesn't even realize it. She's yelling at the kids and the refs. Whole game. By halftime, I pretend I'm on the phone or I go to my car because I'm so embarrassed. 
Listen, she never yells anything hateful or really offensive, but it's just a lot of yelling, and I hate it. My son has never said anything about it to us, but I'm worried he doesn't feel comfortable with it either. How do I tell her I don't want to go to the games with her anymore if she keeps screaming? Should I see how my son feels about it and have him say something? She won't get mad at him. Signed, Jeff. Uh, to answer your first question, uh, first few months of next year, my Nat Geo show starts. But the real question here is, what do you do? Hey, how about your wife, though, for being passionate about the games? Boom. Love that. It's amazing. Yes. And I think key word two bones is that he says that she doesn't even realize she's doing it. She's into it. Gotta love that. I think you have one conversation. And if it doesn't go the way you need it to go, you just bail out and go, this is just who she is. I think you go, hey, you sure yell a lot at these games. Are you worried that other people are are, are looking at you funny? Or are you just kind of happy to be in the moment? Not, Don't slant it. Yeah. But if she goes, I'm just happy, I'm fine with it, then she, that's just who she is. Because you'd much rather her be this way than not caring at all. She could come back and say, you know, like, oh, gosh, I didn't even realize I do that. I'm going to work on not doing that. She could that. ask a question and be like, what do you mean? I yell a lot? Yeah. You don't <laughs> know you where it's going to over. <laughs> Give her a chance to realize that it could be a lot. But if she doesn't care, let her be her. I think it's amazing she's passionate. You know, Amy's daughter, and Amy's not here today, but Amy's daughter plays soccer, and Amy yells a lot at the oh, game. Oh, does she? Yeah, and I scream a whole lot. Okay. And if people look at me weird, or if the share is looking at me weird, I'm like, hey, I'm supportive. Take it or leave it. I think the kids like it. I mean, I, I'm not oh, speaking for them, but I'm, I think they like it. I'm a little bit embarrassing. Like I'm probably a little bit embarrassed. Are you, like, what do you yell? Come on, it's Ashera. <laughs> Ref, you need glasses. Let's go 13. <laughs> Just yell her number out the whole time. That's my advice to you, Jeff. Appreciate the fact that she is such an outspoken, loving parent. Have a conversation. If she doesn't walk down that road with you, don't even try to take her down that road and let her love. That's it. That's mm. my advice. Thank you very Good much. Stuff. Close up that mailbag. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Thank you. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The CMA Awards were last night. Eric Church won Entertainer of the Year. Mary Morris took home three awards, including Female Vocalist of the Year. Luke Combs took home Male Vocalist of the Year and Album of the Year. Old Dominion won Vocal Group of the Year, and Dan and Shay won Duo of the Year. You can see the complete list of winners and best moments from the night at bobbybones.com. Thomas Rhett and his wife Lauren were announced as hosts for the CMA Country Christmas Show on ABC. It airs November 30th at 9, 8 central. Morgan Wallen announced a double album called Dangerous. It will feature a collaboration with Chris Stapleton, and it will be out next year on January 8th. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Shout out to the Litter Hikers of America. Not little, Litter Hikers of America. Richard Reyes lives down in Florida, and he got a group of friends. He's like, we need to start picking up trash on the streets. So six days a week, sometimes seven, they go out hiking, and they pick up trash, and they name themselves the Little Litter Hikers of America. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. <laughs> and so far this year, they've picked up 43,000 pounds of trash. Wow. That's a lot. Wow, that's guys, crazy. Guys, people shouldn't be littering that much. That's a lot of litter. That's yeah. a lot of litter. But the Litter Hikers of America, they're picking it up one piece at a time. Did you guys have Adopt a Highway back in yes, the day? Yes, we did. Yeah. Absolutely. I still see it. Where different groups would adopt the road, mm-hmm. and then they do it for like a month, and then forget about it. And then- <laughs> but, the, but the sign lasts forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you judge them because that their part of the road was dirty. Yeah, us too. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. 
That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. A man walked into an RV park office, tried to rob it, and he broke in, you know, stole some things. He's like, I'm going to set it on fire. Goes, lights a match, sets his pants on fire. Oh. Caught himself on fire. Should have just left. Should have just left. <laughs> That's the case with most of these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Coming up a little later, we have a mystery guest that will be on the show. Don't know who it is? We're going rogue. Scuba Steve has set up a mystery guest, and we're just going to ask yes or no questions until we figure out who it is. Okay. Everybody want to chip in a couple bucks? Uh, Yeah, I'm yeah, down. Of course. I'm down for that. I love to gamble. Does everybody promise they don't know who it is? I don't know who I it is. I have no idea either. No idea. We just know the hint. Hey, Scuba Steve. Yeah. Nobody knows who it is, right? The only person that, uh, there's two actually. Ray knows and, well, not, so sorry, three have developed that know. Oh, Morgan knows Ray, too? Morgan, and Mike. Okay, so it's me, Lunchbox, and Eddie. Five bucks a piece? Yeah, Perfect. That's fine. Sounds good. You know we love to gamble. Yeah. Boy, do I. Come on. Uh, okay. Uh, so Ray's out. Okay. Hey, Ray, what's happening with your honeymoon, by the way? Yeah, we had to cancel Grenada. I believe they had a COVID outbreak in the island. Oh, no. The whole world had a COVID outbreak. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pandemic. It's okay. happening. Yes, All over it's, the world. It's yeah. everywhere. Yes. So, the uh, hotel the pushed back, yeah. You, you can make fun of me if you want. I have no idea where Grenada is. Caribbean, basically all these islands, they're all okay. there. Okay, so you get you and your wife were going to go down to Grenada? Correct. And now you're not going at all? Yeah, we had to do a switch up. We are now doing Aruba, part of the ABC Islands right next to South America, still in the Caribbean. Oh. When? Uh, same dates. It worked out. We didn't. <laughs> we were going to lose $1,000 if we didn't decide it that same day. And so we looked at other places in Grenada, wasn't going to work out, moved it to Aruba. But when? Say, uh, right after Christmas till a little after the first of the year. Oh, really? You're going in the winter? Yeah! Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking. Aruba. Jamaica. Come Ooh, on. I want to take you. So if you go Florida straight down, it eventually it hits South America, like Venezuela. Yeah. It's right above. Aruba's right above that. Wow, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, we've been watching some of those uh, Natalie Holloway documentaries. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's no, no, that. no. She was killed oh, in Aruba. No. Oh, Remember Natalie Holloway? Why, why are they watching those? What? Dude, my fian- wife has a weird thing where she wanted to watch that before we go to Aruba. I mean, and she's never been discovered. And she's somewhere on the island of Aruba. Okay. Did you know, by the way, this song here, Kokomo is not a real place. Yes. There is Kokomo, Indiana. But Kokomo, the island, is not a real place. No, it's fictional. Uh, Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. It's real. Yes. But there is no Kokomo Beach. Key Largo, Montego. Ooh, I want to. Why don't we go? Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Lego, my ego. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go? Hey, Morgan, this was a song from our childhood, but do you know the words of the song? No, I mean, I know the beat. I don't think I know the words. Oh, boy. The Full no, House no, no, no. was a big reason that. Yeah, this song was so stuck in my brain for years. But the Beach Boys had like two lives. They had when they were in the '60s when yes. they were massive, and then they had the '80s when they got older and came back and did stuff like this. This was their resurrection yeah. hit. And then Full House. Yes. Duh. And the movie Cocktail, which I think was on the soundtrack. I never saw Cocktail. Oh, it's a good movie, dude. Tom Cruise. 
Ray, so when you go to Aruba, are you going to stay at like an Airbnb or a hotel or what? It's all inclusive. You don't even have to leave the resort and you do snorkeling, catamaran, you name it. They'll provide for you. That's the thing about a honeymoon. What if the... It's insane. <laughs> I don't think that's the thing about a honeymoon. What's it talking honeymoon. about? <laughs> what I've heard is you pay a little bit more. So basically, you don't have to cook. You don't have to go find food. You have a waiter. <laughs> Everything is taken care of for you because it's your honeymoon. You're supposed to be careful. that's just an all-inclusive vacation. It's a vacation. Well, to us, I mean, it's a first time, so we're looking forward to it. I've never been on an all-inclusive thing before. Have you guys? Me either. No. 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 Well, good luck, Ray. Yeah! Thanks for the update. And what if this doesn't work out? They said just take a COVID test and you can come to Aruba. That's the only prereq. Okay. Well, good luck. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Who who paid for the the trip? Mom and Dad had to make that awkward phone call. Yours? Yeah. Uh, I told them that it was about going to be $1,000 more, so it ended up being a very significant, substantial amount of money. And they've just... Forked it over? Uh, they didn't just fork it over. It, I had to kind of pull it from them, but I got it. <laughs> they, they, it was uh, it was a steep amount, but I told them it's an island we would never go to otherwise, but it's our honeymoon once in a lifetime. Okay. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. Let's go over to Morgan number two. It's time for Food World Num 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 with Morgan number two. Well, Red Lobster is basically making all of our days for the holiday season. They have new limited edition gift boxes that feature none other than their Cheddar Bay biscuits. And it starts on November 16th. You can get them. They're offered by the half dozen. And you know, if you really love somebody, you can send them some Red Lobster biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits are amazing. I had some last night. Nice. Yeah, I went to Costco, bought a pack of four servings, made one last night. Excellent. Out of a box. Oh, you didn't go to Red Lobster. I did not go you to got Red the Lobster. Box. Oh. Yes, I did, did. They taste as good. Yeah, I mean, not as good because you're not at Red Lobster. You don't have the whole vibe, but man, they're delicious. I do love the Red Lobster vibe. <laughs> Although, I tell you what, I didn't like about the Red Lobster vibe last time I went is because of COVID. They there are no animals up front. No lobsters, no lobsters in the just tank? floating around. Yeah. Huh. Are they worried the lobsters are going to get COVID? I think so. The lobsters weren't COVID tested, so they couldn't be out around folks. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan Number Two. Yep. That was Food World with Morgan Number Two. Num, num, num. So you called your dad faking like you were in jail? Yes, because there was this thing going on TikTok where you have these clips and you can get the say, this is a call from the whatever jail, and boom, I think you're in prison. <laughs> and Big house. Your dad fell for one earlier this year. Yeah, he, he, he says he a, didn't, though, right? No, no, he, <laughs> we have a Nico Jackson with the voter registration <laughs> website, and he answered all my questions and then hung up on me. <laughs> So here you go. Lunchbox is calling to see if he can get his dad to fall for him being in prison. Correct. Here we go. Hello? Hello. This is a collect call from Dan, an inmate at the Davidson County Jail. Please say yes to accept this call. Yes. Thank you. Please wait while you are being connected. Dad. Yes. I need you to call. I can't get her to answer her phone. I, I, I got oh. pulled I got pulled over because I had, I guess I have expired tags, and I guess I had parking tickets from when I first moved here. I mailed them, and they didn't have a record of them, so they said there was a warrant, so they took me in. Okay. So I just need you to call and tell her to call down to the jail and hopefully get me out, uh, come down. And, I mean, it's only like 250 bucks, but they won't let me pay it or something. I don't understand. But I tried to call her, and she's not answering. Well, maybe she put them on to you. Well, I mean, that's not funny. I only got like 60 seconds. They're going to cut me off, but... Well, keep your pants on. Okay. All right. That's really funny. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh. It, you don't what? think you fell for it? He didn't fall for it, right? No, he fell for it. No, he didn't. No, he, no, he, he don't say keep your pants on to your no, son. No. He immediately called my wife. 
He did? He immediately called my wife and was like, hey, I just got a call just so you know. Like, he got pulled over this morning and he said you weren't answering because it's a block call. Like, he legit fell for it. Well, you do have a history of calling your dad from jail. <laughs> or did I call your dad from jail? No, I had no because back then you could not call cell phones from jail. And so I had to call my mom and she was like, so what do I do? I was like, I don't know, call Bobby. So my mom called you. That's what happened. Because I couldn't call your cell phone. We did a bit back oh, in the day boy. that got Lunchbox put in jail. We've talked about it. In, in, in it's fantastic. It's not fantastic. Oh, it's the best, best, best bit. It wasn't fantastic. <laughs> there have been a couple of those. The lunchbox going to jail was scary. We were almost fired. Oh. And then whenever uh, the we got fined a million dollars. Oh yeah, that's by the EAS. Yeah, that was funny. That was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple really close calls here, uh-huh. but lunchbox being put in jail. I just remember. Did we, you and I never talked on the phone while you were in jail? Nope. Never. And I had no idea how to get out of jail. And I mean, I was about to get led into the courtroom when I got an announcement over the big speaker. And I thought it was my dad coming to visit me. You know how you see on TV and they, you get visitors? And I went in there and I had to pick up the phone. And it was a lawyer. He was like, this is what's going to go down, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of crazy. It's like the movies, huh? It really was. <laughs> like they said your name over the loudspeaker. I was the first one all day to get my name to go into one of the visiting rooms. Guys, do you all know phone numbers? Like in case you, like who are you going to call? I don't know a single number. Lunchbox's number. What's your area code? 210. Three. Ah, yep. (laughs) You know Lunchbox. I do now because what we we had a bit on the air forever. So stupid. Where when he would lose a game, we would tell everybody a cell phone number (laughs) on the air. They would play my number twenty times a day, so I could never use my cell phone because all it would be was listeners calling, calling, texting. And it was his real number. It was my real, and it's still my number, and I still get texts randomly. Hey, is this still your number? <laughs> EML, early morning listener. All right, cool. Thanks. Can we still play that game? No. Now No chance. Now there are artists who do this little fake uh, app thing where they yes. like, here's my cell phone number, text me, but it's not really their cell phone number. Yeah. It goes to like some app and then they get a list. We were revolutionary. <laughs> we even had we, the big voice guy saying his number. He was like, if you don't agree with the opinion, <laughs> we don't agree with the opinions Lunchbox just stated. If you would like to call him, call, don't call the show. Call him. His number is. Duh, duh, duh. Buzz, that's cool. Hilarious. <laughs> the good old days. Oh. I mean, at some point, we could make a bet with him on something he felt pretty yes. solid about. He could bet his number versus some money or something. I mean, we can do that with Eddie also. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. it's so funny. <laughs> All right. The Bobby Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Bobby, in for Amy. Story number one. If you want to work out while wearing a cloth face mask, a new study says you can do it safely. Researchers say that if you're wearing one of these triple layer cloth masks, which is what they do recommend, it does not affect exercise performance or have a detrimental effect on anything to do with oxygen, Muscle oxygen, blood, it means absolutely nothing except you're going to have something annoying on your face. And But that something annoying could also keep you from getting COVID. (laughs) But if you're freaking out about that, going, I don't know, I'm not getting enough oxygen. Not the case at all. They've done a bunch of studies. So wanted to share that. Up next, John Party is giving fans an inside look at his love life and his new variety show called Party Time. P-A-R-D-I time. The country singer-songwriter, 35 years old, and his fiance Summer Duncan are the stars of this eight-episode series airing on the CMT YouTube channel. So here is John, who, by the way, is getting married—not this week, but I think next. Okay. I hope that's public. 
<laughs> Uh-oh. It is, right? Uh, here he is talking about his staycation for his honeymoon because nobody's making money in 2020. We're going to have a little stay honeymoon, a staycation honeymoon. Honeymoons ain't cheap. COVID-19, ain't nobody making that much money except toilet paper manufacturers. But if I did have my own brand of toilet paper, it would definitely be called Party Pooper. Party Pooper toilet paper is the most <laughs> beautiful, soft, doesn't leave an itchy butt behind. It's kind of like heaven on your bum. That's what Party Pooper is. That party time show is hilarious. He and Summer are coming in next week to get... So it was just going to be John coming in to perform a few songs and talk about party time. But we're f- great friends with John and Summer. Caitlin and I are. And we were at dinner last week, and I said, Hey, Summer, come in with John. You guys can play the, the uh, newlywed game, and Caitlin and I will play against you. <laughs> oh, nice. That'd be fun. So they're going to come in. We'll do a whole thing with John in like an hour or so. Cool. But that'll be fun, huh? All right, party time. Check it out. It is really funny. A woman 51 years old gives birth to her first grandchild after serving as a surrogate for her daughter who had fertility struggles. Oh, wow. So she gave birth to her daughter and her grandkid. Crazy. Huh? Ray, you're, you're going to do this with your sister, right? Yeah, going sis route, not mom route. What, it, my sister's younger. I, I mean, you don't want to have a woman having a baby in her 60s, 50s. That's dangerous. Well, this woman was 51. That's crazy. Yeah. And a Massachusetts man is planting Christmas trees in potholes. A Massachusetts man fed up with local potholes decided to take matters into his own hands by planting tiny Christmas trees in the holes <laughs> on the road. At first, I was like, that's kind of sweet. But then I'm like, what? No, there's Christmas trees on the road? <laughs> he said, uh, trees are being pulled and they're filling the potholes because now, since they're being made an issue of oh, and boy. the news has picked it up, they're fixing all the potholes. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So, success. And finally, an Instagram model says she's too hot for a dating app <laughs> because they keep banning her. Because they think she's catfishing people. Oh, but she really is hot. An Instagram model who says she's too hot for Tinder has been banned for catfishing. She claims her photos are so sexy the app thinks they're fake. <laughs> Everybody keeps reporting her. She's like, I'm a real person. That's funny. What a problem to have in life. Yeah, I know. You're just too hot. That's what's up. That's the pile of stories. Thank you. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stray dog in Arizona has finally found a family after spending 400 days in the shelter. Over a year in the shelter. Lola, the pit bull, has been in a shelter since she was a year old, had six puppies. They were all adopted right away, but Lola wasn't. Was constantly overlooked. Staff at the small town shelter loved her, couldn't understand why she just couldn't find a home, but they didn't give up on her. They contacted the Arizona Humane Society in Phoenix to get them into their Project Reach Out program, which takes pets who need extra help. It's usually for sick, injured, or abused animals, but they felt Lola would benefit from being a, uh, in a bigger town, and it worked. She was in for just a few days. She got adopted, and there you go. Dog's got a home. You know, I was talking with some people, too. It's on a personal side of this. The Georgia English Bulldog Rescue, what they do, because I work with different animal charities. But what happens is, and listen, I have a bulldog that was sick when I got him, and it took a bunch of money to make him not sick anymore, which is why I got them because I was like yeah, I'll take them but they're like you know it's going to be expensive to fix them and I was like okay right now I feel pretty good let's do it nine surgeries later Stanley's healthy and, and rocking but they do the same thing because uh, bulldogs are really ex- expensive to keep up with health wise mm. and so people get bulldogs and then they're like I can't afford to keep up with them so they just give them away they're oh, like wow. so what this Georgia English, bar, uh, English Bulldog Rescue Group does 
is they come and they nurse them back to health and then adopt them out. Oh, that's But they have cool. to spend all that money to get them healthy before they can adopt them back out. And so I've gotten involved with them a little bit too just because I understand the, the troubles of an English bulldog. But I'm just looking at some of the dogs that they rescue here, and they have to spend like six, $7,000 on a dog wow. because of all of the injuries and ailments that it has. Wow. And so then, but anyway, if you're looking for a, a bulldog to rescue, they have some, they have one named T-Bone. He's really, he's an older bulldog, <laughs> which was my nickname in high school, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but a good he's story. blind, and I'm not home enough to have a blind dog. I don't feel like I can ha- have someone take care of oh. T-Bone. But you thought about this. I did. Yeah. Um, but check out the Georgia English Bulldog Rescue. They're a you know a nonprofit 501c3, but I think they do they do great work. And I'm reading this here. They average 2,500 bucks investment in each single dog wow. that they get, just so they can get them adopted back out again. Anyway, people doing great work. This group doing great work. Love to share it. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Let's go over and talk to Chelsea in Nashville. Chelsea, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot, guys. Good morning, studio. Morning. Um, well, I wasn't sure if there was going to be a morning corny this morning. I may have missed it, but I had one that I would like to share with you guys if you want to hear it. Well, you are in luck. It is time for the morning corny. Amy's not here this week, so I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away. All right, then. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. Mm. There we go. That was the morning corny. Pretty good. I like that. All right, stay on the phone, Chelsea. Hold on a second. Let's go around the room. Uh, I shall go now with the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a flirty Greek philosopher, Chelsea? I have no idea. No, no, you say it back. Oh, what? Okay, say the question. <laughs> what do you call a flirty Greek philosopher? What do you call a flirty Greek philosopher? A Socrates. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. That was the morning corny. All right, Chelsea, you're doing Love all it. the you're doing all the callbacks. Okay, Eddie, you're up. All right, Chelsea, there's no question here, but listen, have you ever tried to eat a clock, Chelsea? No. Don't. It's very time consuming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you're killing it. You're killing it, Bones. <laughs> all right, lunchbox. Okay, what's her name, Chelsea? Chelsea, right? yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> what kind of key can't open doors? Uh, I don't know. No, Chelsea, uh, just repeat it. Chelsea. You've heard this segment a hundred times. Oh, my gosh. What kind of key cannot open doors? A turkey. <laughs> Woo! Gobble, gobble, gobble. It's Thanksgiving <laughs> time, folks. Come on. Okay, uh, Morgan, <laughs> go ahead. All right. What does a nosy pepper do? Okay. What does a nosy pepper do? Oh, sorry, sorry. Right. Chelsea, you do it. What does a nosy pepper do? Get jalapeno business. Woo! Love it. Yeah. All right, one more. Raymundo, hit us. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea, uh, so when your cowgirl boots, when they misbehave, where do you send them to? When my cowgirl boots misbehave, where do I send them to? I don't know. Boot camp. Oh! Oh, I have new 
new material now. Thank you. <laughs> Chelsea, where are you using these jokes? What kind of job do you have? Um, I'm actually going. It's my second day to my new job. I work at a senior citizen residential community. Do you tell them the corny jokes? Um, I haven't gotten to meet them yet because today is day two, but I did put on my resume. That was one of my skills that I'm a great corny joke teller. That nice. Is a true story. That's great. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on the new job. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good about it. Computer training today, but I'm very excited to, to start something new. Well, congratulations to you, and thank you for listening, and thanks for being a part of this segment. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, there she is. Chelsea, everybody. Yeah. What, a, what a strong performance today. This is Tammy from Minnesota who left a voicemail last night. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just had a question about tipping because I had a strange incident today. I went to the liquor store, picked up all the bottles that I wanted, brought it to the counter, and the gentleman rang me up. And when I inserted my credit card, it asked me how much I wanted to tip. And I was just was like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what to do. So I was wondering what your opinion was. My opinion is that does seem like a place that is ridiculous to tip because they really didn't do a service except check you out. I would also say that if you can hit them with a buck, go for it, but you shouldn't feel pressure to do it at all. I would think if you have an extra buck and a lot of people have been struggling during you know, COVID-19 in the past six months, hit them with it. But it's a weird place to see a tip line. You don't have to tip there. Only when there is a service given should there be a tip. I don't want to go into Target and they're like, all right, just rang you up. How much would you like to tip me? Right. Don't feel bad because you didn't, but I always encourage if you can, do a little. Because if you needed it and someone could do a little, wouldn't you appreciate that? But you shouldn't feel guilty at all. Here is Sydney in Arizona. I need some help. Me and my fiance are getting married in like 10 days. We are huge, huge fans. Now, I have no idea what to get him for a groom's gift. I did not know that we were supposed to do groom's and bride's gift, but we are. So I need your help. I was wondering maybe if I can get an autograph since he is such a huge fan and maybe we can get it mailed out to him or something. All the gifts are weird for weddings. I never heard of that kind of gift. Never heard well, of it. why did the brood and groom and bride need to get each other a gift? You're they about are to be their married. Gifts. Yeah. yeah. You got a whole wedding happening. <laughs> all the pressures of making sure that it's all pulled off and the right people get there. And now there's a groom and bride gift. Yeah, a ring, too. You just bought him a ring. You just bought him a ring. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, sure, I'll sure. Do we have any books here? I can send her a book. <laughs> After all that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That'd I mean, be a good I, gift. I always say, if I can help out, I will. <laughs> I'm happy to send over a signed book. Did she leave her address or her name, Raymundo? Give her a phone number. Okay. Can we get her a book? Yeah, we can get her a book, yeah. Okay. I will send you and your husband. We'll, we'll find out what you want written in there. A copy of Fail Until You Don't, my latest book called Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Grind, Repeat. Okay. Here is Mississippi John, who left us a voicemail last night. I've heard several times the story about where you broke into the radio station, but I've never heard what happened to the apprentice that was with you, you know, actually went into the radio station. Love to hear about it. Love your show. Appreciate that. Yeah, way back in my nuttier days, I was out. I was doing a station event. Another station had put bumper stickers all over our station van, and I was ticked. I'm a very competitive person, sometimes overly, unhealthily. I said, okay. So long story short, we broke into the radio station, took over their airwaves. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> there was a lot that went into that, but broke into their station, took over their airwaves. Uh, the guy that was with me at the time, his name was Gilligan who I instructed not only where to go and what to do, but I 
sat down and we had pictures of their studio. So I showed <laughs> hey, them what, what things would do on the board. We did like a trial run. <laughs> it was the Mission Impossible, but radio station breaking in. Fun. Um, I don't. I don't know what happened to Gilligan. I don't think he's in radio anymore. It's the last time you talked to him. Probably that night. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was it. I'm just kidding. You got arrested, never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> he's still clanking his cup, waiting to be bailed out. Kring, 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 kring. I don't know what happened to Gilligan. I, that was in Arkansas. Right after that, I moved to Texas, and he didn't move. And I don't think he pursued radio for very much longer. But we'll, we'll, ne- we'll always have that night. Yeah. You know? We'll Special always, night you we'll had. We'll always have that night. Did we do... We didn't do a, uh, a trouble tape on that situation, did we? We should, though. Okay. Because I do have, like... We have a couple of those. Lunchbox going to jail. Us breaking <laughs> into the radio station. There are probably a lot of things we could do there. Uh, okay, coming up, we're going to do the mystery guest. So coming up, we're going rogue. And most times when we interview guests, we know who they are and we know what we're going to talk about. But we're going rogue thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Our executive producer, Scuba Steve, booked a mystery guest. I have no idea who it is. Hmm. Normally, we're like, hey, listen, here's why you should listen. But we're going rogue. We're going to see if we can guess the mystery guest okay. by asking yes or no questions only. The first person to nail who it is wins. Ooh, I like this. Any hint you want to give us, Scuba? Is it somebody in country music or no? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a person. Uh, they have two eyeballs, okay. a mouth. Uh-huh. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's somebody that you, I think, would like to talk to, um, maybe something that you're a fan of or okay. something you really enjoy. Okay. Thank you very much. Something you're a fan of and something you really enjoy. Yeah, I bet it's Sean Dunstan, shortstop for the Cubs, 1989. I doubt it. That's my guess. <laughs> I'm very excited about this next segment because I have no idea who is going to talk with us. The only thing that we've been told is that I'm a fan. That's it. Which makes me have a couple of names already written down. Sure. So we're going to ask our mystery guest yes or no questions. We figured out we've all bet money on who who gets it first. Yes. And then we'll interview them without having any background whatsoever. Uh, Mystery guest, good morning. Good morning. All right, it's a guy. Wow. We'll get, okay. So we got that. We got okay, we got one question each until we miss it, okay? okay? Mystery guest, are you in music? No. Are you on a TV show? No. Oh, Mystery gosh. guest, are you on the radio? No. What? Yeah, okay, okay. Mystery guest, are you a professional athlete? No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. How much time we got, Bones? No, 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 we got all day. I love this. Oh, and I also love that he's playing it perfect, too. No. Like, he's giving us nothing. I love this. Okay, mystery guest. Do you have over 100,000 Instagram followers? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. What in the Mystery gr- guest. Are you a viral sensation? Yes. Viral sensation. A viral sensation. Viral sensation. Okay. Mystery guest. Do you have multiple videos on YouTube? Yes. Well, that's a pretty generic. I'll just add into lunchbox. Mystery guest. Do you breathe oxygen? It's not mystery guest. Are you a human? Okay, okay. Mystery guest. Do you have a performance related skill? Yes. Okay, so we have YouTube, viral. Performance-related skill. Lunchbox, you're up. Mystery guest. Are you in the Guinness Book of World Records? No. Mystery guest. Have you ever been featured on TMZ? Yes. This is big. Wow. This is big. That throws off my guess. Who are you going to guess? I was thinking it was that second guy that found the diamond at Crater State Park or whatever. (laughs) 
It's not him. Well, I know that because he's doing that one okay. on TMZ. Hey, uh, mystery guest, have you ever dated anyone famous? Yes. Okay, so let's put the clues together here. Viral sensation, mm-hmm. more than one YouTube video, mm-hmm. has dated someone famous, has been featured on TMZ. I have another question. Go ahead. You're up. Mystery guest, do you have your own website? Yes. I knew it. I think I know who this is. You do? I okay, think when it I... comes back around to you, you can guess. Mystery guest. Do you make over six figures a year? No comment. Okay. So it's not somebody we would know for being extremely wealthy. But why would he say no comment? Maybe he's hiding from the IRS. Love it. <laughs> Golly. Mystery guest, are you currently dating someone famous? No. Okay. Eddie, do you have a guess? You going to do it? I have a guess. Go ahead. Mystery guest, is your name Keanu Reeves? LOL. Mystery guest, have you ever been on a late night talk show? Yes. Dude, I don't know who this is. That's fantastic. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Lunchbox. Mystery guest. Were you on Jimmy Fallon? No. Okay. That's the one I watch. (laughs) I'm absolutely confused. I have one. Go ahead. Mystery guest. Oh, have you broken any world records? We already asked that. Did you? Yeah. Sorry, you've been eliminated from your question. (laughs) Are you over 30, mystery guest? Yes. Mystery guest, are you married? Yes. Okay. This is really throwing me off. Uh, Morgan, you know who it is, Morgan? Yeah. Are we close? Do we? Are... I don't know if I can give you guys a hint. No. Scuba, give us a context hint that we can all have. Um, well, you want audio? I can, I can play something like a, a music. No. Okay. no, no Ray it... says no to give it away. Okay. It away. Um, I would say that you would know him from the late 80s, but then also recently again the last year. Late 80s? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. Okay. No, but he said he's not in music. He said no music, no TV, right? Hold on. What's good? Not necessarily music, but kind of music, though. Think, think guitars. Go ahead, Eddie. Guitars. Think guitars? Think guitars? Mystery guest. Are you in a band right now? No. Are you this Eddie Van incredible. Halen from heaven? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that's a good question. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Guys, I don't... Scooby, give us another hint. Um, he is part of a duo, and you may have mentioned someone earlier that he was paired with. Paired with. I was going to think, though, Les it, was, Paul? it was Rick Astley at first when he was like viral video. Oh, Did, has cool. he had one in the last year? No, but Rick Astley has a bunch of has hits. Yeah. Mm. He has a, in the last he's not a musician, Bones. Rick mm. Astley is a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this he guy is too. paired with... Are you, a, are you a musician, mystery guest? No. Yeah, he said no. But a guitar? Give us another hint, Scuba. We're all speed rounding now. Uh, air guitar. We got to get to this. Air guitar. Oh, man, I have no idea. He's the air guitar championship. We're now on speed round, so first one to buzz in their name with the okay. buzzer wins. Okay, Give us another hint. I think you should play this. Just, okay, this here we go. Right there on the, on the wall, too. That Left one. or right? This one right here. Whoa. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. His initials are B S P E. His character. B S P E. B S P E. Oh, I, I, I got nothing. B S P E. Give us another hand, Scuba. Um, Bill. This is character's first name. Bill Preston Preston Esquire. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's Bill. Yeah, from Bill and Ted. Excellent. <laughs> 
Alex Winter. It's Alex Winter from the Bill and Ted. Wow. wow, come on. Okay. Well, you are on the movie star. Yes. Didn't we ask if he's a movie star? Alex? I said, I did say yes, you guys. Oh, we're idiots. He's like, idiots. <laughs> he's like, this is the dumbest show I've ever been a part of. Wow. This is really freaking cool. Did you? I'm going to geek out for a second. Yeah, yeah. My favorite movies as a kid were the Bill and Ted movies, and then the new one was excellent as well. It was excellent, excellent. as well. Yeah, Alex. Hey, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you guys too. That was uh, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> So, <laughs> was that the dumbest thing he's ever done in an interview? <laughs> so, let me say this. Bill and Ted Face the Music is available on Blu-ray and digital now. You can check it out. I loved it. Um, you know, and they have kids now. Yeah. When you get the script for this, and I, I'm assuming, Alex, that you guys had seen a bunch of versions of bringing Bill and Ted back. Is that true? Yeah. We were, I mean, we worked on this thing for a long time. So, there was all kinds of iterations along the way. But um, it was the same two writers who wrote the first two movies. We worked with those guys for a long time. When you're walking down the street and people see you, what do they yell most? Excellent or 69, dude? <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's been uh, you know many decades of people doing that all the time. What I like about it is that now it's little kids, sort of people show their kids and they show their kids, and it's fun to have so many little kids coming up to you all the time, all geeked out to see you. It's sweet. I want to ask you a question about George Carlin, who is one of my favorite uh, comedians, uh, observers mm-hmm. of all time, so good. and I know that you you worked with him. Um, because he was in the phone booth. He's like, yeah. what was he like to work with on set? You know, we were really starstruck by him and kind of intimidated. Um, we were pretty young when we did the first one, but he, like a lot of aggressive comedians off stage, he was incredibly soft spoken and gentle and uh, very open. So we all became really close. It was he was an amazing, amazing human being. And you worked, big heart. You worked with Dave Grohl on this last one. I'm a big Foo Fighters guy mm-hmm. myself. And is that was that really his house? And what was he like to work with? Uh, Dave is great. He's he's hilarious. Um, I actually met him first time all the way back in the or very early Nirvana days when I first got to L.A. Um, he's great. That was absolutely in no shape or form his house. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me about Zappa. Yeah, um, I just finished. Well, I spent six years working on a on this big epic doc about Frank Zappa, uh, digging into his life, and we had access to his entire vault. So we have footage from the Sunset Strip in the '60s. We've got all kinds of stuff that's never been seen before. That's coming out on November 27th on VOD and all that jazz. All right, well, so I'm we'll, happy we'll, with that. We'll be sure to mention that when it comes out, and let me remind everybody: watch Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, Alex Winter is on right now, who's been our mystery guest. And let me say this, in the most complimentary way possible, for you to put up with that bull crap for as long as you did, <laughs> Props. Like, hey. you deserve a whole... <laughs> because it, was, I, it was actually hilarious from my end. I only wish I had broken a Guinness World Record so I could have made you even <laughs> well, more confused. I was like, is this the guy that juggles cats? Like, I, in my mind, I was, it was the dumbest thing I was thinking about. But you guys laughed at me when I said Keanu Reeves. I'm like, this is crazy that it's Bill. Oh, you did bring up <laughs> yeah, Keanu you did. Reeves. Oh, my gosh. I feel so Hey, stupid. is Keanu... A, 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 did you guys remain friends after the first couple? Yeah, we've been, we've been very, very close for our whole lives. So it was funny to come back and play the characters again because we've just had, you know, regular lives like any friends do. And they're like, oh, crap, we got to actually be these doofuses again. <laughs> so it was fun. Alex, I appreciate your time. Thanks for putting up with this. Big fan and uh, much success. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. All right, there fun. he is. Alex yeah. Winter.
There he is from Bill and Ted. He is Bill S. Preston Esquire, Esquire and, and then Ted, Ted Theodore, Theodore Logan. Logan. Yeah, that's right. Nice. The mystery guest. How about that? Again, the reason for the mystery guest is we're going rogue, and we went rogue by not knowing who we were interviewing. Thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue, the car is built for adventurous families, and that was truly an audible adventure, if I do say so myself. That was awesome. All right, there you have it. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm all out of guesses. <laughs> we never asked you with an actor, huh? Straight up. I guess not. I don't even think I was hearing answers. I so, know. I, obviously, I didn't hear the the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm an yeah. idiot. Okay, Raymundo, I'm going to play this game. I'm all told right. this. I get to do two things. I get to do a mystery guest, and now I get to play a game. Fun. Which is fun for me. All right, go ahead, Raymundo. So I'm going to read a line of a 90s country song. It's the first line, and you're going to guess what the song is. Okay. Okay, we have five of these. Okay. He's going to read it just like he's reading a book. These are all famous 90s country songs? Very famous. Okay, here we go. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. All right. <laughs> I'm in. In. I'm in for the win. One more time. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. That is Colin Baton Rouge. Colin Baton Rouge. Colin Baton Rouge. That's a good one. That's an easy one. Good softball there. I think everybody got that one. All right, next up. Let's go, girls. name of that song. Let's go, girls. Uh-oh. Let's go, girls. Okay, we get it. <laughs> I'm in for the win. Now it sounds creepy. The third time it sounds creepy. Um, okay, I'm in. Let's all say it before he plays the clip. Lunchbox? That don't impress me much. Eddie? Any man of mine. Man, I feel like a woman. Oh! Is, are any of them... <laughs> yes, one is right. Okay, hold on. Wow. Come What's on. yours? That don't impress me much. That don't impress. Eddie? Let's go, girls. Any man of mine. Let's go, girls. Man, I feel. I think it's man. I, feel, I, I like my guess. Man, I kind of. After Eddie sang it, I feel like I'm wrong. Yeah, because that's exactly how it goes. Let's go, girls. Any man no. of mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Buzz. I, think I mean, it's, it's man, a woman. I feel like a woman. Hit it. Bones is right. Let's, Let's go, go, girls. I'm going out tonight. I'm going. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Give me the nice. Next one. It started way back in third grade. I used to sit beside Emmy Lou Hayes. The music in my ears. Yeah, That's good. With me. Pump it up, Ray. Louder. Okay, okay. Because it's hard to think of a song, a melody to sing it while you're doing that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm in. Okay. Oh, it's easy. You in? Eddie? Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Lunchbox? Oh, it's check yes or no. Check yes or no. I have check yes or no. Oh, way dang. back in third grade. I used to sit beside him and Okay. I was hoping you'd get that wrong. Go ahead. Next one. I bet you've never heard of old Marshall Dillon say Miss Kitty. Have you ever thought of running away? <laughs> Good lunchbox. That was a tough one. I'll say, say it, it again. Say it again, please slower. I bet you've never heard old Marshall Dillon say Miss Kitty. Have you ever <laughs> thought of running away? Marshall 
first line of a 90s country song. Marshall Dillon. That's the key word right there, Marshall. Yes, it is. What do you have, Lunchbox? Uh, she's in love with the boy. Oh, the old Trisha Wood classic. Yes, Marshall. Marshall. I don't know that one. That was a tough one. Eddie, one, two, three. Should, Should have, have been, been a cowboy. cowboy. I'll bet you never heard old Marshall Dillon say. <laughs> I sing it different than everybody else. That's right? fine. Okay. Four. Oh, one more. All right. Every time our eyes meet, this feeling inside me. What? That's it? I'll say it again. Every time our eyes meet, this feeling inside me. I don't have it. I have a guess. Good guess. I can sing it. No, no, you don't no, have to sing it. no, no, no. Um... I, I'm not right, but I want to guess any man of mine. I don't, really? I don't know it. Interesting. Lunchbox? It's your love. <gasps> that might be it. What'd you put? This kiss. This kiss. Ray, is anyone right? No. Oh. Oh, sing it. Every time our eyes meet, this feeling oh, inside me. Oh, Lone Star, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time our eyes meet, this feeling Dang, inside me. Dang. That was our chance right there, and, and we you didn't had take me. it. I gave you an inch. Uh, we you didn't, didn't take, take it. it. And that is the game. Oh! You're unbelievable. Oh! Nice. That's good. Good job, Ray. Yep. Pretty fun game, huh? Yeah. yeah. Every time I hard me. Every time I hard me. <laughs> feel on the side. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Liberty High School in Wentzville, Missouri, was a polling place during the election. And so assistant principal Dr. Matt Keisel was there helping voters one of his election days. And he says uh, somebody ran in and just started screaming, help, help. Somebody passed out outside. They, we need help. And so Dr. Matt reacted quickly. He ran to the nurse's office, got a defib- defibrillator, I believe, yeah, the, 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 the AED. Yeah. yeah, so he grabs that, runs outside. Sure enough, the guy's unconscious, and he helps out, and he d- opens everything up and uses the defibrillator, gets some alerts. By the time the paramedics come, the guy's up, and he's alive. Thank goodness. Saved him, huh? And Dr. Matt saved him, the assistant principal. Pretty cool. You know, sometimes I see those things on the wall. Yes. So like in an emergency, bust the glass and take the defibrillator. Mm-hmm. I would be more scared of defibrillating somebody that didn't need it. Let me tell you something, because I've taken these CPR classes, and these defibrillators are pretty easy to use. When you put them on the person, the machine detects right away if it needs shock or not. So it'll tell you, ah, it does not advise shock. Really? Don't need to shock this person. But if he does need it, it says, shock advised. Let's go. Hit the button now. And it tells you what to do step by step. So pretty easy to use. I'm afraid I would grab it and go, clear. And John Paul was just taking a nap. <laughs> no, <laughs> it won't let you do that. I'm telling you. Poor okay. John Paul, rude awakening. <laughs> he wakes up. What happened? John Paul was just taking a 30 minute snooze, man. Come on. <laughs> Like okay, crazy. It's good to know, though. Come That's on. the newer ones, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. No, all it's of It's one of those old ones you got to rub it together, you think? No, Man. no, no. No, see, those are from the movies, bro. Yeah, it's one I want, though. <laughs> all right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's a voicemail we got last night from Jordan in Arkansas. I have a quick question about the CMA Awards. I was wondering, what's the difference between single of the year and song of the year? Probably a stupid question, but just wanted to know. Thank you, and go Hogs. Single of the year is for, like, individual track. 
It had to have reached a certain spot on a chart. Song of the Year is a songwriter award. Yeah. So think of single of the year as about the song and who's singing it and who mixed it and who produced it. Think of the song of the year as who wrote it. So it's basically a performer making it really easy performer versus songwriter award. It's, it's not a stupid question either. No, no, because sometimes I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. They're single song of the year? They're single they're song of the year? <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Yes. But that's, that, that's what it is. And that's actually a... A uh, pretty good question. Like I presented last night, Marin, the Bones with single of the mm-hmm. year. Oh, that's right, because it was the whole puns about me being not being single anymore. <laughs> Did you write those? No, no, not at all. Okay, I didn't even know that. what they were gonna say last night. I get up and I'm the, I'm thankful. I'm the very first presenter because I got to go home, do my thing, and go right to bed. And that's what I did. I got to go on and I was doing single of the year. And as I'm about to walk up on stage, Darius and Reba, who are hosting, go, hey, and this guy's now engaged. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk like, about that. He's no longer single anymore. Here's single of the year and Bobby. Bo- <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how about that? I just got a little engagement shout out. So once that was already the vibe of it, I decided to continue going down that track. Mm. And my whole script was written as a pun as well. But here you go. Here's, here's me last night. Like me, the nominees for single of the year were also rating, waiting for the right one and and. We love the way they engaged. Get it? A lot of puns here tonight, guys. Um, hi, Caitlin. And they all made singles that had us singing along. These are the nominees for Single of the Year. There you go. <laughs> Shout oh, out. <laughs> so, so that was all, how much of that was written out? Not the Caitlin part, obviously. No, not the Caitlin and not a lot of puns. But I didn't realize they were going to pun me leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my whole script was puns. Fun, fun, so fun. So I was fun. like, yeah, I might as well just have a little fun with it. Might as well have a little fun with the puns. That's cute. Did Caitlin like it, like that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. yeah, she was like, yeah, thanks. I was like, you're welcome. That was it's it. She, was, she was at Amy's house last night when they were watching. Oh, okay. So, um, so thanks, everybody, for, for the shout-outs last night. I also, last night was not the best night for me. I'm going to tell you, I did a couple of really boneheaded things. Oh, boy. Not on purpose. I always lead with the fist for the fans. Yes. And I wasn't able to do that last night. Because I did something that I didn't realize what, what I was doing. I was holding the card, and the card had started to be ripped open that you read, that you read the, the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm holding it closed so it doesn't blow open where I am. There's like a gust of wind because we're right by the stages. And so I'm holding it, but what I'm doing is my middle finger is out over the card. It looks like I'm flipping off America. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Of course you wouldn't notice it. Because I wasn't. And, I, and so all you see, it's just a, a very brief part of the first of me walking up. But I'm holding the card, and I'm just holding it tight. So my middle finger's over the card, and it looks like I'm straight going full bird to America. Great. <laughs> Had no idea. I was mortified. Morgan didn't know last night either, and she posted a picture going, hey, Bobby's on TV. And it was that picture, and I was like, yeah, you got to pull that down. <laughs> we can't put that because it looks like I'm flipping off America, which I wasn't. No, I was just holding that card yeah. closed. So then I get up there, and I have like 11 words. I stumble on one of the words. Like the only thing I'm good at is talking, and I stumble on a word. And I left going, well, sure hope that middle finger didn't trend. <laughs> and I'm watching last night going, please don't let Bobby's middle finger trend. Or who's flipping off America? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I felt, ter- I felt terrible last night. It's okay. It was not a good night for me. Um, luckily, the night wasn't about me. <laughs> and so I had to realize, you know what? People don't care about you. Yeah. You've always said that about presenting. Like, yeah. you know, you go up there, you present, and you it's about the winner. It's about... The artist. Yeah, your goal is to get up there and not be a scene or not be remembered. But you flipped everyone off. But I so. flipped everybody yeah. off on accident. I'm so sorry. 
And there were a couple of theories. One said, was that Billy Bones flipping off everyone? Because oh. they said Billy Bones was going to be on the show presenting, not Bobby Bones. <laughs> um, that was not Billy Bones. Or, or were you mad that they messed up, mixed up your name and called you Billy well, Bones? So or you flipped them that off. was another one. Or was I mad that I wasn't hosting? <laughs> and so that was... <laughs> How can you be mad when it's Reba and Darius, though? Right. Scratch I, that one. I really didn't get called out on it, but a few times last night. Good. I should have probably been asked about it more, but I apologize so much because it was absolutely an accident. And I told Morgan before the show, I said, I'm going to talk about this, but don't repost it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that thing out there. I don't want that out there. Maybe in a couple weeks. Maybe I put that in a book <laughs> where I was like, this is a... Anyway, to answer your question, uh, single and song of the year. Okay. Uh, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. We're keeping the same category here. The big story last night. Your entertainer of the year is Eric Church. He wins the big award, and yeah. here he is last night talking. This award this year, at least for me, has been about the loss of this year. Loss of life. Loss of playing shows. Loss of freedom. Loss of kids being in school. And um, you know what the win is? The win is we all were here tonight together. I think, I believe this, I really believe this. It's going to be music that brings us out of this. So congratulations to Eric. Everyone's been fighting for him to win it for so long. Absolutely deserving. I think if most of them would have won, we'd have went, yep, absolutely deserving. For sure. Because, yeah. I mean, you could argue for Luke Combs. You could argue for Kerry. There's just... It's, it's a great category full of heavyweights, and congratulations to Eric Church. Definitely deserved to win. New artist of the year was Morgan Wallen. Love Morgan Wallen. He gets up last night and says this. Well, I did not expect to get this. Uh, I'd like to thank the good Lord, first of all. I'd like to thank my mama for always uh, being the one to push me to sing. Uh, for my dad for always making the sacrifices for me and my family so I could sing. And for my team and uh, for Nashville for accepting me into your family. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a great five years since I've moved here. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. It's a good speech. Yeah, it was good. Short By the way, sweet. yeah, there's a, a an hour conversation with Morgan Wallen and myself you can listen to today up on the Bobbycast. It's my music podcast. Every week we talk about new music that comes out, and I do an interview. And Morgan Wallen, you know, he had a little drama. He came on talked about it. So check out the Bobbycast if you want to hear that. One other story from the CMAs last night is that last minute we had two more corona cancellations. Rascal Flats had to go, can't be there, can't perform. Dang. Lady A. Can't be there, can't perform, both oh. because of coronavirus. Roughly an hour before the show, Lady A announced on Twitter they would not be in attendance. What happened was, without giving too much detail, one of the close family members of Lady A was exposed, and then it was tested positive. Hmm. So they were like, well. And they've been in touch, so. Obviously. Be safe. And so Lady A didn't show up. But, and then I started to wonder why. What about Carly Pierce? She just lost Lee Bryce to COVID. Now Charles Kelly from Lady A just got told he can't go because of COVID. Luckily, they'd recorded that already. Ah, and I it, didn't. I was wondering that. Live. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, Charles Kelly's singing. Is he giving our COVID? <laughs> yeah, right now. Are we watching it? Right. So um, that's what happened. Okay. Weird times. Last night, I posted a picture of me, John Party, and Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. I, I'll set it up by saying this. This show was so safe in that... The red carpet, there were like two cameras. Everybody had a mask on until right when they got on the carpet. I had a plastic shield over my face. You know, us 
makeup wearers. We had to protect ourselves. Good, good for you. So, and you had to have one on. And as soon as you got to the stage, you handed it, you took your pictures down the little red carpet, you got it back, you walked on. You weren't really allowed to hug anybody. They re- they recommended, hey, no touching, really. That, you know, people in country music are, are huggers. Yeah, big time. Um, so, but most people stayed at a decent distance and just elbowed or, or fist bumped. Walking into the room, the tables were spread out. You couldn't even get on the floor unless you had been corona tested and had a seat on the floor as one of the artists or performers. Mm. And so I talked to Darius off the side for a minute because he's about to host. And then I went over and talked to Luke Combs and John Party for a little bit. And I posted a picture of us three. And someone's like, where's your masks? Oh, gosh. And I was like, well, they, they were just actually in our pocket. And we're now on the floor. And we've all been tested. And, and, you know, the doctors have said this is an okay time for us to pull their masks off for TV. Yeah. But it got a little heated over on my, my Instagram page. <laughs> You're <laughs> not going to find mask. a more mask guy than myself. Yeah, I know. I wear one when I sleep. That's how nervous I am about it. Really? You do? No. No. <laughs> That's what But <laughs> uh, you can see that picture on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. I'm also going to give away that suit, hopefully today, if I remember when I get home. It was a nice suit. It's a nice suit. I liked it a lot, but I've started to realize, okay, I can wear the suit a few times or I can give it to somebody who can use it now. So I'm going to post it on my Instagram later today and just give it to somebody who can use this suit. Least I can do. I get to do cool things. Why should I not give back um, in the same manner? So uh, Mr. Bobby Bones, Instagram for that. So the new normal is Ticketmaster is in the early stages of developing a plan that includes fans showing A, proof they've been vaccinated for when the vaccine comes out. Ooh, okay. Or have tested negative in the last window, 24, 48 hours before getting uh, admission to a show. All right. Yeah, that's a hoop or two to jump through. Yeah. But great. Just give us the opportunity to get back to doing shows. Ticketmaster hasn't established a date for when it will... Start these because we don't even know when the vaccine's here, right? Mm-hmm. We expect by the end of the year for there to be a vaccine, and by spring, everybody to have had the opportunity to have gotten the vaccine. But that's great. Like I just like to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like yeah. let's go to shows, let's go perform shows, let's let's get back out there. I think people are craving it. We don't have to have all of normalcy right now, but we would like to be able to think that it's coming, to be able to move in that direction. I saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. Even if it doesn't work, at least they're trying. Yeah. To you- figure out a way to get us back in seats and make sure that. You know, folks can do shows and get paid. What are you going to say? No, so you're right. We need that. We need that light because when there's nothing to look forward to, we're kind of down. So, yes, that's good. Robert in Tennessee, you're on the Bobby Bones Show. Robert, what's going on? Morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Uh, today's uh, my wedding day. My fiance Nicole, we've been together for two years, and she's a big fan of your show and who you are, and... She got me hooked two years ago when I came here, and I just wanted to see if you give her a little shout-out today. Yeah, you can. Go ahead. Nicole, I love you. I'm looking forward to today, and I can't wait for the rest of our lives together, and I want to thank you for everything you've done for me for the last two years. I love you. I love our son, Bryson, and I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me. Okay. That's a good Sweet. one. That's really Solid good. Solid shout-out. Yeah. Very prepared. That's better than some of the award speeches last night at the CMAs. <laughs> Hey, good job. Hey, thanks for calling. Hey, why are you getting married on a Thursday? Thank you. Why are you getting married on a Thursday? Uh, it was what we had available. It worked out with our schedules and our family schedules and our friend schedules. So working as a firefighter, you got to take what you can take. So, You ever go into a blazing building? Uh, a couple times. And what are you thinking? What in your – because I don't have this. I don't have the hero gene that makes me go, I should risk everything I'm doing for someone. I, I'm just a wimp, so I'm thankful for guys like you. So what's happening in your mind when you're walking into a burning building? 
It's just, it's the job. It, honestly, it's just the job. I've been doing it since I was 14. I started in Connecticut, moved to Tennessee, and it's just something I always wanted to do. And I don't really, honestly, think there's anything that goes through my head at the time other than just got to get the job done. So, can you imagine you're in a building, it's burning, and a 14 year old firefighter comes in? <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> you're like, what does this kids do the darndest things? What's, how did I get Doogie Firefighter over here? Great, there goes my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. <laughs> See you later. Last night, I'm looking over some notes for this show. Some of that included some stuff happening at the CMA Awards. I had some news stories I wanted to share. Well, I get a suggestion for a segment from one of the members of the show. And it was the worst suggested segment I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do it today. But tomorrow on the show, the worst segment pitch <laughs> In Bobby Bone Show history. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, Monday? Monday? Oh, Monday. Oh, we oh we're going to wait for two days wait now. Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Monday. Probably, probably mine. Huh. Has to be, Eddie. Has to be. The worst <laughs> show pitch in the history of show pitches. I was looking at it last night, and I thought, there is no way I would ever pursue this segment. <laughs> I would never do it. I'm barely wanting to talk about it as being a bad one. We're waiting until Monday? Monday. Okay. Tomorrow, Parker McCollum is on. He'll perform. He has that song. You're pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. That's exactly how he sings it. Okay, let's start with, are you a member of any club? Eddie, what club are you trying to join? A wine club. Go ahead. Oh, my. Hey, for 80 bucks a year, I get one bottle of wine every month delivered to my house. But it's not just any kind of wine. So this is part of the old movie channel, TCM. So they send you a bottle of wine that matches a certain kind of movie style. So they give you the wine, and they recommend these are like five good movies that you can watch while you're drinking this wine. Can't you watch any movie while you drink that wine? It's not the point. Bones. It's it's part of the whole the, the the environment of watching an old movie like that and sipping on like a, a Pinot Noir while watching a film noir movie. But eighty dollars, yeah, eighty dollars seems extremely expensive for a bottle of wine. <laughs> it's for one year, and I get twelve bottles. Oh, it's eighty for the whole year. Yes, I you're paying eighty bucks a month. I was like, are you out no, of no, your no, mind? No, 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 no. Eighty dollars for the whole year, and I get a bottle of wine every month of the year. Huh? Not bad, right? That one doesn't sound bad. See, that's what if I'm talking about. If it's 80 bucks a year? Yeah, my wife thinks it's the dumbest thing ever. Because well, I can just is... go to the grocery store and grab a bottle for like $9. Absolutely, but it's about the experience, right? And then you get to look forward to a movie that it says, to... okay, you know that's what? That's what I'm talking I've about. I've been converted. Don't say that I'm ever stuck in my way so much I can't be convinced. Woo! There's one that I've seen. It's a watch club okay. oh where they send you watches every month, for, and they're like, and then you can keep them. For a nickel a month, and I'm like, there's something shady Wait, going on. Wait, that's like the Columbia House, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ten watches for a dollar. Something's not right about that. I saw that one. I was thinking about it, but it didn't seem right. Try it out. Also, don't want to lose one of them if I have to like pay for them. Weren't you part of one that was like a clothes club where they would send you a bunch of clothes and they never fit? Nope, <laughs> didn't work. Huh? Not the one that I was in. Amy's done some good ones, but they never fit. Uh, here is Lisa in North Carolina. Lisa, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Oh, I want to first say I love your show. Thank you. And congratulations to you and Caitlin on your engagement. I think it's awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, she's beautiful, too, you know. What about me? All right, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, you're cute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go. I know. It's joking. 
clubs. I've been in all kinds of different clubs, but the one that we do now, I can't tell you the name of it because I can't say it on the air because it's got a bad word in it. But we have this little motorcycle game club thing that we just go around and ride different places we go on day trips and like we'll go to like lure and we'll just ride the motorcycles and stuff because we like to do stuff like that that's fun especially if you have a group of folks that you do it with right like yeah i'm sure if you listen i don't have the guts to go ride a motorcycle around with all the idiots that are texting and driving but if i did i think it would be cool to have a little club to ride around with and then you can, like, do motorcycle gang stuff, like rob people. Sure, sure. Yeah, Carry guys, a knife with you. Do you guys ever do that? Like, going to bars and rob everybody and then... <laughs> no. Oh, that's what I'd want to do, though. I want to know the name of this club. We stop. We have a couple places we stop regularly, you know, get a drink or something like that. The guys will have a beer and then we'll take off and leave. But, no, we're pretty good. We don't do anything mean. And My boyfriend, he, uh, <laughs> he named the club. That's why I said I can't say it on there. Mm. He, uh... Retired recently from the military. He was in there 28 years. You know, if I was in a motorcycle group, and I'll say this, I'm joking, but most folks I know that are in motorcycle groups are extremely philanthropic with their motorcycle group. Like, because of the bad reputation of folks going, ah, sons of anarchy. They're like, no, we actually give back a lot. Yeah, this isn't a motorcycle gang. This is a a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you for the call. Hope you have a great day. You too. All right, Thanks. see you later. Let me go over and talk to Kendra real quick. Kendra in Arkansas, what's going on? Hey, Bobby. Um, I belong to several clubs. One is like a high school club for mentors for kids with special needs. And that's why I was actually calling you. I wanted to tell you that you said you weren't a hero, that you didn't have that bone. But I think that the graciousness you t- show towards families of St. Jude and families of special needs is absolutely heroism. Well, that's kind of you to say, and it does mean a lot to me, but I'm not risking my life doing that. Like, our folks in the military and police officers and firefighters, uh, EMT, like, they are putting themselves in the line of fire and saving our lives. Me, I'm a dopey guy sitting behind a microphone going, hey, can I have some money? <laughs> and and I think there's there's a need for this. Big but, difference, though. But, yeah, big difference. But thank you. Hey, good for you, too. That's really cool, Kendra. We have a family with adopted special needs kids, and I just tell you, it means a lot to all of us to know what you do for us. Well, I appreciate that. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Once we got in a vegetable club. What? Oh, is this the ugly vegetable club? That's what it is. Yeah. And they yeah. sent the best vegetables. <laughs> and I don't forget what it's called. Maybe it was called ugly vegetables? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> what? what? Misfit Market. Okay. Fantastic. There's just two of us, though, and they just started piling up. You, and you wouldn't know exactly what you were going to get. And it'd be A-plus stuff, but when you only cook a few times a week, we got boxes and boxes piled up of yeah. vegetables. We were going to friends' houses to say hello, but really just drop off vegetables. <laughs> Here's a basket We were of like, veggies. we just want to come by and say hi. Here's a bunch of corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though. If you like fruit, I don't think they advertise those, do they? No. Yeah, we just started doing it. Misfit Market. Nice. It's fantastic. <laughs> so on this week's episode of Four Things with Amy Brown, which comes out every Thursday... A lot of us just took over it because Amy's not here this week. So, Kaylin and I shared our favorite songs about our, our homes. So, for example, she's from Oklahoma. One of hers was Oklahoma Sky by Miranda Lambert. Meet me underneath the Oklahoma sky. Eddie, what do you think an Arkansas one was for me? Ah. <sighs> 
Chris Stapleton now, it, for sure? It made the list. Okay. But it's, it wasn't number one. Oh, uh, Colin Ray, Little Rock. Uh, it's on the list, too. So four things with Amy Brown's a little different this week. Me, Mike D, Morgan number two, Caroline Hobby all contributed to the segment. So check it out. Appreciate that. Tomorrow on the Bobbycast, Jamison Rogers will be on. So we do a really long interview about that guy. New artist. Real cool. Okay, that's it. Let me go over and take this voicemail from Dan, who called. Calling live from the Bass Pro Shop in Isla Morada, Florida, <laughs> down in the Florida Keys. Just want to say I love your show. I get a chance to listen to it every single morning. For the whole four hours, I have my earbuds listening. Um, just want to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife. For uh, 22 years, we've been together now. Cassie Wilson. Have a great day, you guys. Nice. That's 22 solid years. Yeah. That's a long time. It is a long time. Good for you. Here's Fallon from Phoenix. I am currently listening back on the podcast of Caitlin coming into the studio, and I just want to say that um, she's a hoot, and she was awesome. I think she did a great job. And just hearing her interact and ask questions that all of us have been thinking about songs, and is it Rob or Ron? Glad that she was there, and she was a great addition. Hope everything's going good with Amy, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for the voicemails. Leave it if you want. We'd love to hear from you. We're not on the air if you're listening on the podcast. Leave a mail. Leave a message. 877-77-BOBBY. On tomorrow's show, Parker McCollum will be in. He sings that song, You're Pretty Hot. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. He's going to be in to perform. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Come on. Get your Bobby Bones on. 